Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter. I am joined once again by my best good friend, Josh. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Peter, how's it going? Uh, it's been a, been a week. Been a week. <laughs> We've been pretty consistent. You know yeah, who been else? Yeah, pretty consistent. You know who else has been pretty consistent? Yeah. M. Hey, they can't um. get rid of me. They've been trying. That's Lies. Not true. That's not true. I'm just like that weird rash that won't go away. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh, that's an oddly <laughs> an odd description of yourself. But uh, anyways, this is like already we have taken a weird turn. But anyways, we have been talking or continue to talk about each episode of The Last of Us. Though for those of you who are listening, we are talking. The Last of Us, Episode 5. We have previously discussed 1 through 4, and this week is Episode 5. And I have a lot of thoughts. I'm really interested. I'm really interested to hear Josh's thoughts. I feel like he's going to be like, this was bullshit, but we'll see. We'll see. That was um, a good impression, by the way. That yeah, was. That the was accident, exactly how I said yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> And I also am really interested because of what we saw in this episode, which we're not, I'm not going to say yet, but the, what we saw in this episode, because M had, I'm assuming you had no idea what was going to happen at the end, right? That was just nope. like, okay. Nope. I, I ugly cried again. Oh, yes. Yes. That, that is. From now on, I'm going to just like have tissues next to me every time I sit down to watch this. That is a great life pro tip in watching this show. Have Kleenex next to you when watching this show. Yeah. Like. Hey, are you watching uh, The Last of Us? Do you have something to wipe your face? No. <laughs> You're fucking us. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> PSA, have Kleenex when watching, watching this show. So, the episode is called Endear and Survive, which is the catchphrase for the comic book, which we'll get to from the video game, which is also revealed to us in the show. We get to see a lot more of Henry and Sam. Henry is played by Lamar Johnson. Sam is played by Kayvon Woodard, who is actually deaf and uses ASL. So you all mm-hmm. were correct when we were sort of speculating about like what happened or what was going to happen. Is he, is he deaf? And I, I don't know if we should. We don't need to, Okay, we can talk about that. Let's talk about that. I, I liked that. That part I liked about Sam, him being deaf. I think that I thought the way they portrayed that turned out to be really, really good and really well done. And it played into sort of it actually helped, I think, the the Ellie and and Sam dynamic and relationship. I, I know Josh, you were a little worried about that because of how the game did it. And right. I thought it was handled really, really good. So before we dive into the first opening scene, I just let's talk a little bit about that, the deviation of Sam being deaf versus not being deaf and the age difference too so i think they kind of played that up pretty well between him and ellie josh i'll let you go first since you brought up the last episode about um some slight concerns about it well actually i i didn't really have concerns i was just interested in i was just interested in seeing what they were going to do and whether or not he would be deaf he ended up being deaf which i don't have a problem with it just lends um more on henry's plate if, at the end of the day and mm-hmm. I, I i did appreciate it it wasn't something that i was like no why did they do that that's no no in the game it's like one of those deviations that i'm like that makes sense it makes it worse at the at the end of the day if you know what i'm saying yeah i think the age 
and I don't want to talk about the other thing that was wrong with him, but the him being deaf and his age really played up really well as far as like pulling at the heartstrings with Ellie's relationship yeah. as sort of like the big sister vibe. So, and yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a lot younger in the show. Yeah, in the game, he, he in the game he is younger than Ellie, but in the show he's a lot younger. Well, he's basically the same age because he like they make a joke because I think I think how Ellie is fourteen in the game. Right, yeah, and, and I so think, I think Sam is like eleven or something in the game. I thought he was like thirteen or something. I don't remember, and I remember because I just remember Henry kind of giving him shit. He's like, "Oh, really? You're you're thirteen or something like that, or 14? Mm. But I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. Anyways, and what did you think about the portrayal of Sam with ASL and being deaf? I like it. <clears throat> Once again, the showrunners know how to pull on the heartstrings. Um, they're. I hear I'm hearing obviously that they are taking a big turn uh from the games themselves. But for some for, for now I still really enjoy the way it is going. Um yeah, the fact that he was deaf, he had to stop and listen and look at him just brought you that much closer to the character and this whole entire story of, you know, I guess you want to talk about it later, so I'm not gonna say it. But it's just how much sacrifice it was put into him. And on the end, you know, yeah, there's, nothing. there's a huge dynamic with being the bad guy and doing the right thing. Right. And they talk about that at the end mm-hmm. and behind the last of us stuff. Craig Mason talks about like, it's not rational. Some of the decisions you make for loved ones and trying to save them. And so uh, it, was, it was an interesting dynamic. I, we'll, we'll dive into that piece about it once we get yeah. to that scene, because I thought that was really interesting. All right, anyway. I also believe. Sorry, I also no. believe that Neo said that um, he actually wishes that he made him the way yeah. that he is in the thing in the in the game show and like in a game. Yeah, just like he's in the show. See, first so. I was mad because I didn't think of it. <laughs> I thought that was really funny yeah. when you're with. It's like totally like a creator's mindset when you're like, "Damn it, it's like, so good." Why didn't I think ah. of that? Yeah, that was cool. Paul Gore. No, I'm kidding. He did think of that. Never <laughs> yeah. mind. Bye, bye, so, friends, guys. <laughs> All right, so actually, I, I messed up my scenes. We need to talk about that opening scene with the city of the, the uprising. No, we need to talk about the uprising scene. Yeah. The, the very the opening very, scene. Where you I, get your gruesome death and gore. You got, some, you got gore. some violence. It wasn't crazy, but you did get some violence in there. So I thought it was yeah, interesting. It was kind of crazy. I thought it was interesting to go back and show... It was very fresh. You see, it was like a very fresh flash flashback of what happened after Fredro was uh, overtaken by the people of Kansas City. And so I was, thought that was an interesting take. And it was pretty violent. And then we got to learn a little bit about sort of like the ruthlessness of Kathleen. So let's start there. Um, what, did, what did you think about the... the you, you mentioned in, in the Discord, you're like, Josh gets his violence. But I was... I <laughs> refrain. I don't say shit. I just keep everything to myself because I don't want to say anything. I was like, I want to hold it all in. So Good job for holding it all in, guys. <laughs> I he wanted was to quiet. <laughs> he said nothing. Um, it was very brutal for me uh, seeing the fresh... It just It felt, it felt kind of like scorch earth. The best you can do for Scourge Earth, where you basically have knives and guns, but you just go around killing absolutely everything that is not has not been part of your resistance. Uh, so basically, all Fedra and then Fedra sympathizers and coordinators. Um, the um, Kathleen 
character kind of grew on me a little bit more in the first episode where we saw her i felt like she was frazzled and didn't really speak to me as a leader and not not that she speaks to me as a leader but i just feel like she's on the same level as negan which is basically brutal or negan from the walking dead I think what lends credence to her followers and why people sort of rally behind her is just the fact that they're all as her brother's death is sort of like the rallying cry for everybody. Right. That was like the fight. That's what drove everyone to defeat Federer. That's what I, is what I was getting at um, with that. I don't think it's necessarily she's a great leader. I think it was more of the fact she was driven by vengeance and so was everybody else. Yeah. And revenge can be a hell of a motivator. So she channeled vision on that vengeance hard. Yeah. Even and towards the end, she just saw vengeance and that's basically was her final demise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is exactly what I, that's exactly what I wrote my notes about that. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the brutality and what we saw and then sort of the introduction to leader Kathleen? Okay, so with the scene, the opening scene where the free peoples of Kansas City QZ are basically executing Fedra soldiers and Fedra personnel. Very enthusiastically, uh, I might add. They seem yeah, very kinda, happy kinda, about that. I kind of found it a little uh I don't know, I found it kind of cringy. Disturbing. No, not that kind like of too not much, that kind like, of cringy. Yeah. Elaborate. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear this. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of found it found it kind of cringy like uh this is boring. Like this is too much. It felt like like 1980s violence. Hmm, interesting. Like, so, also, I do think that the reason they did it, though, is to portray, like, the cycle of violence never ends in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, you're no better. Sure, you've overtaken the city, but you're no better than Fedra because you're killing them in mass. Like, at the end of the day, Fedra did kill and execute people, but now I'm not saying that Fedra is right in any way. But Fedra had rules. They're like, hey, man, we're going to give you some food. It's going to be shitty because we got to eat, too. We're going to give you guys some food. And we might oppress you a little bit. But at the end of the day, are you not safe behind these walls because we fucking waxed all the infected? Or trapped them in an underground way? Like, sure, I get that nobody wants to be under that kind of thumb, right? But Jesus. No, you're right. I feel like what they were doing was like too much. Like, all right, now let's split all their throats and pour their blood on the streets. Like, Like, what the fuck? I kind of feel you on that because when they were dragging the dude with all the knives in his body, dude, like all the he looked like a fucking chia pet with a bunch of like you know like all those knives and they're like or a porcupine like with all those knives. I was like, I was I know I keep referencing Walking Dead, but I was kind of like, this is sort of like this is actually not like The Walking Dead. If like now you're being like The Walking Dead, you know, versus trying to avoid it. So I don't know. And you you were going to say No, something. you're you're right about the whole entire, you're the same as Fedra, but at least Fedra had some rules because like in the last episode, uh, she looked at a wall and then said like the Fedra rules, like you have the right to like a lawyer, you have a right to a visit and so on and so forth. So, and then we know that she visited her brother in jail later on. We find that out. And then he... You know, he lived a few days, but then she got her rats and instead of just like giving her, giving them the same treatment, she's like, no, nah, just kill them. There's no use for me. Kill them. So there, yeah. she might be even worse than Fedra. I think I, 
I kind of see where Josh, where, where you're coming from, Josh. It did seem like a bit much. I think they were really just trying to drive home the point that these people were fucking pissed off at Fedora. I can kind of see why, you know, it can be sort of cringy. It was kind of like, okay, we get it. Like, we understand, you know, you're ruthless and you're brutal and you're mad at Fedora. I, I, didn't, I didn't even get ruthless and brutal. I got uh, stupid and overreactive. Oh, interesting. So you don't think people would react like that after 20 years of oppression and torture and violence? You think that's not a justifiable, like, not justifiable, I think, I mean, but a believable sh- I mean, sure, situation? Sure, it's, sure, you might say it's torture and brutality and violence, but is it on the level that they're committing right now? I mean, we don't know. Is I'm going to assume it, is it, it's... Is it, is it on the level that everybody needs to die, every single one of them? Not one person can be exempted? Not one good egg amongst all those Fedra people? I mean, I'm not here. I'm just playing devil's advocate right here because I'm more of indifferent. 100%. I understand. I'm more indifferent in this scene. But, I mean, you look in the, over the course of history during uprisings, it's brutal. Even even the documented, like, uh, slaves, the slave uprising, I want to say it was in I, my history, but I think it was in the Caribbean or whatever, there was an uprising. It was fucking brutal, you know, like what happens and other other rebellions that happens. So I don't think it's... I don't think it's too far to say that this is not, I guess, not believable. You're not saying that. I don't think you're saying it's not believable, right? But it, I think, I think it kind of drives home and sort of as a viewer, it just tells us that these people are just, they've been, they've, and they, they, well, we don't know this at the time, but I think it kind of tells a story that these people are really fucking pissed and they're really mad at Fedra to the point where they're going to execute the collaborators, right? The people that would snitch on them that they would just execute them, that Kathleen would just execute them. Now, also, you know, you can also argue that it's no point of taking uh, prisoners of war because your your rations are scarce as well. So why bother feeding and giving out the rations? Yeah. Rations, it, not rations. Just giving out the rations? <laughs> Don't give them up. No. No. Um, but yeah, just I. Them. I get that too, but I, I think Josh, you were kind of talking about this. You're just as you're almost. I mean, you're basically just as bad as the previous regime. And so, how long will it be before another violent uprising happens? You know, until someone else's brother yeah. is killed, until there's another rebellion. So it's like this vicious cycle, which I think kind of plays into the world of The Last of Us. I think that's sort of like the game yeah. and the story is that humanity is lost forever, and this is just how humanity is now: ruthless. And there's, you know, it's all about saving your loved ones. And it's really not about humanity as a whole anymore. It's just about surviving at this point. I think that's kind of like what the game was trying to portray. There's no good guys. There's only bad guys, essentially. There's really no good guys. There's no bad guys, right? And I mean, so that, I can I can say with confidence, right, that um, if what happens at the end of the episode doesn't didn't happen, let's say that didn't happen at all, right? Those people would have destroyed themselves from the inside. Oh, I agree. I agree. At some point, they would have started little cliques and gangs, mm-hmm. and yeah, at some point there would have been another uprising. Killed, killed themselves off. Yeah, it would have been broken. It's it's hard to I think keep a group like that together in that environment, tighten it for a long period of time without without. F- well, because think about it this way: like, think about what what's the what wins wars, right? Is logistics. So at the end of the day. Sir, you might say like, oh, they have, we have to eat off of rations, but they have steady food coming in from somewhere in America. 
somewhere is somewhere well, they're federal, getting federal food. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, Fedra's doing it. Yeah, exactly. They have their network of, 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 of transportation that those supply lines, and now they're essentially cut off from it. Yeah, that group was definitely going to run into some, into some shit very soon, and we were, and I agree that they probably wouldn't have lasted very long. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I'm more indifferent to compared to your view, Josh, on it. I thought I told a pretty, I proved, I think it drove the point home that these people were just like really pissed off at Fedra, whether it was done well or done not so well is up for debate. But I was fine with it for the most part. So. I do, I do see where you're coming from, though. Like I, that guy with the knives being dragged in the street just got me. That just that killed me. Yeah, like, super, ah. it's super. Like, <laughs> might as well be arrows, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like a medieval scene right here. Yeah, they're like dragging dudes to the street on their trucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man. man, yeah. I, I that I did have a moment where I was like, come on. But other than that, yeah, I was fine with it. But so that led you got, you, that leads us to the Sam Henry Edel scene in the attic. Do you all want to jump to that now? Is there anything else that you want to go talk about regarding the scene M, Josh? Nope. Not very right. good. Okay. The first thing that I thought, so then it cuts to Sam Henry Edelstein. So the first thing that Edelstein is the doctor that Kathleen um, executed in the last episode. And so I, the first thing I thought about was two things. One is Henry and Sam's relationship. Henry is, that dude cares about Sam so much. That was really, that really tugs at your heartstrings when Edelstein's like, you need to show him that you're not afraid. He's afraid because you're afraid. And like, he goes in and he has that conversation with him. And I'm just like, oh man, like that's tough, man. Like that, that was a tough scene. And then I just kept thinking about Anne Frank because they're in the attic and they're going to be stuck up there. We knew they were going to be stuck up there for a while. I was just kind of thinking that I think they did that on purpose is that they're hiding from like the fascists or the whatever, whatever you want to call them. And they're hiding in the alley. I think it was like, sort of a callback to that but that, that was my first thoughts about that scene so what did you all think about that josh i'll let you go this time what i've got from that is um isolation like that sense that sense of isolation is real and it it becomes worse for henry when he not when he but due to the fact that sam is deaf that isolation becomes worse because conversation is so fluid. ASL is, you know, it's a clunky language. It's a clunky form of communication. You have to be looking at each other. You have to be able to tell, you have to have all the digits on your fingers. You know what I'm saying? So there are requirements. You have to understand uh, tone. There all these different things that, that all these um, nuances to it. I don't know ASL myself and purely uh, conjecture is what, I, what I'm speaking here from observing ASL and ASL speakers and understanding that while it might be beneficial because it's a good way to communicate in a world where technically being quiet is the best thing, but having to maintain that eye contact with each other and be able to see what each other is saying, you know, it can put a, it can put a dampener on not being able to just speak with somebody. And so all I'm thinking is that both characters, Sam, not only Sam, but also Henry are isolated. They're together, but they're isolated from each other in a way. But Sam more than Henry because he's isolated from the world, period. He can't hear anything. So he can't live off of those, those sound cues of danger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a car engine, people coming up the steps, uh, creaking on the floorboards. He can't make that stuff out. So that's just another reason why 
he has to depend on Henry and Henry knows that. And I just think that it was done very well. But I definitely felt that dread of isolation. Also, I would like to know they did. I don't know if they put like a thing on the screen, like how long Edelstein was gone before they ran out of food Mm. because they ran out of food. Because you remember Sam is saying like, I'm fucking hungry, man. Like how long has he been like how long? And he's like, I don't know. He might be dead. That's when they decide to leave. They left at day 10. Day 10 is when they left. And he's pulling out the cans and he's like, we can ration this to up to day 11 or something. Well, he's pulling out of the bag. He's like, and right before they leave, they had like one can left, I believe. And that's why Sam wanted to open it. But he was like, you know, Henry knows we got to hold that for the next day so i don't know what the time frame was for how long i i want to say he was gone on day nine is when he left and then day 10 is when they were like you know henry's like he's not coming back we got to go because he knew how long he was gone for i think i there's i have to go back and check there was i think there was they they put the date the days how long it was on there and what were you going to say what did you and, and what did you think about the the attic scenes no, you're right. I feel like he might have been gone by day nine because Kathleen does not like to keep her prisoners alive mm-hmm. for too long, you yeah. know? So, yeah, they, he, when they were rationing their food in the beginning, they did uh, mention that this might last until like day 11. And I believe on the, on the bottom, this at day 10 afterwards or the morning of day 10. But yeah, the attic thing was, um, very important to build characters to build the independence just like you said um not only for the brother uh and and sam only for henry and sam but also he can't really leave him so he does have to depend on the doctor too to bring them food to bring them information from the outside world um and when that supply is cut off then that's it they cannot stay there anymore they have to move on uh but yeah, the intimacy, the character building, the little sh- stories, uh, the little hero, like, you know, depiction of he's still a kid, you know, he still likes his heroes. He still likes to draw and make things prettier and like just live in this little isolation world where uh, the dangers from the outside are harder to get in, I guess, because you're in your little bubble. Yeah, I will say they did a good job at just pulling at your heartstrings man with with sam it was it's it's tough and i just kept thinking about man man you were in that attic for 10 days that's rough man like you can't leave and they i guess they could go to the bathroom but they had to be talked because they had mentioned that edelstein had talked about that but i'm like man that's that's fucking that's rough. rough to be up there for yeah. for 10 days and it may, and that's why i kind of like the the subtle the the subtlety of them showing the crayons because like you said he's a kid so he needs to be entertained he needs stuff to do and so that's why he's just constantly drawing because that's kids are very imaginative they just they always want to be doing shit and they're always bugging you like hey i want to do something i'm bored speaking from experience as a parent i mean it, it might be it might be different for sam and henry because sam grew up in this world this yeah but i'm still think i still think in general no it, yeah you're right kids, you're right but it's not shit. it's not as it's not as bad as like for example if the apocalypse started tomorrow people with I'll, kids are going to struggle i'll struggle Dude, my power went out for 24 <laughs> hours and my kids were freaking out because they had they had no internet and no no screens and so like <laughs> they were freaking out if we had apocalypse tomorrow my kids fucked man <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> we would be we would be in a bad place man wait a minute 
So there's no games. <laughs> we got to run. And I can't use my iPad? <laughs> what do you mean? No Fortnite? What? No Minecraft? Oh, <laughs> uh, hell no. You know, <laughs> so. You guys yeah. are laughing, but I'm thinking the same thing about myself. I was like, wait, no games? No yeah. TV? I'd be right there with them. I know, this sucks. <laughs> I can't play my video games. Now eat so. this cat food. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's been all one day. Left. It's all they had left at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, it's only one day. If you're eating cat food after the first day of a apocalypse, you have not done very well grocery You shopping. did not prepare. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Uh, all right. I think that's all I have about about that scene. I thought it was it was interesting and um, a good thing. I thought so. I actually I thought this was going to be a a flashback episode per se, where we just followed Sam and Henry, and we were going to get like basically oh like throughout the situation yeah. that leads him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember last episode you were saying you think they were going to do the big climatic scene in the second episode you thought we were going to get two i think you did mention we were going to get two episodes of this and so i kind of agreed and i thought they were going to do a bunch of stuff that happened behind to tell their story to make it even worse for us when it did happen but that didn't happen because actually we saw after that is when they essentially henry sees the fight with joel and realizes man this dude can throw down whatever which i I got i have a gripe or a question about that well i don't i don't think they followed him specifically I feel like bumped into him and then he liked what he saw. And he's okay. like, okay, new plan, guys. Let's go. Okay. So, right. So they show him uh, Henry's seeing what happened with Joel and the gunfight. And essentially, that's when they jump to them. Apparently, I guess that glass little thing didn't work out because they were able to get around that. I was like, that. I mean, I was thinking the same thing in my head. If I was going to sneak around and I saw a bunch of broken glass everywhere, I think I would be a little bit like, hmm, what's going on here? But um, were you in say? the beginning, in the beginning, when you step into it, you're not expecting for it to be there. And then they did mention that Joel is death on one side. I think mm-hmm. it's the right side. And when you de- you do see them, um, finally, when you do see Joel finally, you see them that he's actually sleeping with his bed side up. So oh, yeah. womp womp. Yeah, that is that is true. He is on the. With his, yeah, his, I forgot what year it was. Yeah. Anyways, so much for that idea, right? It didn't work out very well for them. But I thought the whole point, they were, they followed them because the whole point was for Henry to get Joel to help them. That was his whole plan. Remember when they talk about it? Mm-hmm. Like that, they didn't just run into each other by happenstance in the, in the tower. That was, that was by Henry. design. That was Henry's plan, yeah, which I'll get into because that whole plan thing. Maybe I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty. Maybe maybe I maybe I maybe I was looking away at that moment when it was discussed. Didn't necessarily you didn't see him following, but I believe once he saw him shoot um, the the rebels, he decided to change plan and even said it to Sam like change of new plan, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. hand gesture that is. Yeah. So he, he saw Joel and was like, "Man, this dude, this dude fucks. Like, this dude, we gonna we're gonna take this guy. <laughs> he fucks. So that's why he this wanted him. But oh, I want to talk about, about my gripe, but I'll, I'll hold off on that one gripe that I have. All right. So then that's when, so they first meet, and that scene is fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that scene's great. <laughs> the way he talks and he just looks like fucking pissed and like Sam." 
is saying, I don't like your tone, man. And he's just like, and Ellie's like, that's just his voice. He has an asshole voice. <laughs> yeah, he has an asshole voice. Joel, tell him everything's okay. <laughs> Everything is great. <laughs> his face is great. It's like when, you know, you're angry at your significant other and you get into a fight. Like, what's wrong, honey? Everything's fine. You know, like, fine. You know, on. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's all right. I'm like, no, it's not. No. But anyways, I thought that was great. And then, so that's, and then they also leads into them having a couple moments and then, we learn about the history of Kansas City, the Federer, the rape and torture for 20 years, the plan of the infected being driven on the ground. And I actually it's too, been three years, right? They've been infection infection three for three years. Yeah, that's what he says. Three years. Yes. yes. What? What do you mean for three? That years? Kansas, Kansas City has been infection three free for three years. That's what he says, right? Uh, I don't know if he specifically said that, but he did say the infected had been underground for 15 years. No, so. three years. Oh, no, 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 no. They drove them underground 15 years ago and cleared them out of the yeah. underground three years oh, ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They've been on. That's why we got the. I mean, we're not spoiled. That's why we got that bloater. That bloater didn't, doesn't take three years. That's a long ass time for that bloater to get like that, right? So that, it was funny when I explained that to April. Um, she was like, How do you get like that? I was like, That's like 20 years. That guy's been infected since day one. Yeah. And she was like, But how do you get that big? And I was like, It's the cells from the from the cordyceps that they keep mutating and expanding and absorbing or like organisms as it grows. And she's like, I was like, that's why his skin is hard. And like, they shoot him and nothing happens. And she's like, I still, I still don't understand. And I was like, imagine that his body is just a giant fucking scab. And she was like, okay, I understand. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's, that's, and then she almost threw up thinking about it. She was like, Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, just in your phrase that way, because I was thinking about that too. The science, the the science behind that, and I felt like it'd be kind of hard to describe that via science. Way that I guess you could just use fiction to cover it, because I just he had to grow, but I guess you can just say the fungus grew and mutated yeah. or whatever somehow. But hmm. I felt like that the true science behind that would be hard to sort of prove or say i think there's more fiction behind that than actual science but that's funny you mentioned it because i was thinking that i didn't get any of that but okay i just said like oh really fat guy yeah (laughs) they don't well they don't so they don't outright say it with the bloater because that's what they're called in the game in the game they're like oh that thing's been affected for a long ass time or whatever right they say that they don't say that at all they don't say i think i think it's insinuated because that's why they say they've been down there for 15 years and no one's seen them, and so I think that's that's kind of what they were trying to do do with that. But, anyways, yeah. So the Sam Henry Joel Ellie meetup. Um, what what were your thoughts on all the things that we that we got from that, including you know the asshole voice, the history of Federick in KC, you know, and the other stuff. Oh, before we do that, that was the first time I believe they used the word clicker. Am I correct? He called him a clicker. I think yes. so, yeah. Yes. So that was the first time they actually didn't have a name for it. And Henry was the one that called him a clicker. I just thought that was that was interesting. I think Ellie called him like bat guys or something. Yeah. Was, yeah. Because yeah. they fought a clicker. Yeah. And he was like, two, she was like, two of them. <laughs> like proud of that shit. She was like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we also got to see her and of course Sam have a moment of laughter, which was really cute. But, anyways, M. Um, this was a really uh, story beneficial because I feel it, a lot of the times when they like 
create these stories. They're just like, okay, well, you have to come with us. And like, okay, sure, why not? But for this, they ground the people, basically. They say, well, you should come with us because A, B, C, and D, which for them, the A, B, C, and D was we, I have this plan. Well, okay, you have this plan. Why do you need me? Well, I need you because you know how to shoot stuff. And I felt that needed to be explained. And also, I really like this idea where he's like, what are you guys talking about? And obviously, they don't know sign language. So he was like, yeah, I just told them that, you know, you guys are going to help us, right? Mm. <laughs> that was kind of cute. Oh, yeah. Just like, kind of like put of... them in like, well, you said yes to a kid. Well, I said yes to a kid. Now you have to. Yeah. Now you have to do it. It's like, you bastard. Yeah. I love that, that he's like explaining in ASL and also saying it. Oh, yeah, he's he's like, yeah. I just let that. I just they said they're going to help us. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> Joe's like, ah, oh. I find it hard to believe, though, Joe, if it was real, like Joe would be like, fuck you. I don't care. But fuck them kids. <laughs> I feel like that's what Joe would say. Like, I'm not really happy. He really didn't want to. But it was, it was a great scene. You're, you're right. It was it was that's funny. I, I wasn't even I completely forgot about that scene. All right. I just got you talked about the plan. Right. And that's my gripe with this plan. The whole plan, he's just, he needs Joel. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I missed something. I hope you all can elaborate or explain it to me. The whole plan for Henry, for Joel, was to help them clear out or deal with infected. But he says there are no infected in the tunnels that they're going to use, right? Because he has the plan. He's the only one that has a plan and knows this area. He lives there. But then he says there's no infected in the ground. So why the fuck does he need Joel? Why doesn't he just go and do it himself? I think he backtracks so, a little bit later. He's like, maybe there's one or two. I got but you. Mostly they're gone. Okay. Oh, I got you. Okay. I got you. You get him. So the reason he says that is to entice Joel. Because he doesn't know. He's not Fedra. That's just what Fedra told them. Okay, good point. That's, you're right. That's a good point. They could be wrong. But it was never out. Fedra, Fedra could have lied. Technically, they did fucking lie. Yeah. He said he knew because the guy that I guess gave him the medicine or whatever, which we'll talk about soon, right? He said some or someone that I knew from Federer told me. Okay. Right. Okay, I get it. So it's not 100% sure. I can see that now. Okay, that He's makes like, sense. He's like, I've been told this, but I'm not going to say I don't trust that guy. I'm going to say that I trust him because if I say that I don't trust the guy that told me, then Joel won't come. And I fucking need this guy because according to you, he fucks. <laughs> you guys don't watch Silicon Valley. That's like a no. I know what. It, I know okay. What it All right. So yeah, it's a quote from Silicon Valley where this guy, this guy fucks, and you know, like every time it's just funny. It's so. Anyways, so Josh, about all the stuff that we saw during their meetup, what about what did you think about that? What were some things that stuck out to you? So one thing that I'm, I don't see. Maybe they'll use it later as a plot point or like a story element. But I don't really understand why they decided to give Joel one bad ear because in the game, Joel's hearing is fucking immaculate. I knew like, you were going to come up with this. I knew you were going to come up so, with this. So, M, you haven't mm -hmm. played the game, obviously. And so in the game, you can do this, let's say, let's call it an ability where you, Joel will, yeah, sure, it's a game mechanic. Yeah. Joel will crouch and the screen will gray out and you start to listen 
he listens and things in the environment that are making noise will a silhouette will create around them. So if there's a clicker in another room or there's people walking on like hardwood floor or something, Joel mm-hmm. can listen and you can see huh. that outline. It's kind of like he's kind of like locating where threats are in his environment and he uses his hearing to do that. So I don't know what the point is. And the thing is that it's not like in the game, they're not like Joel has superhuman hearing. No, it's just regular hearing. They're just using your hearing ability as a mechanic in your favor in the game. Everybody can apparently do it. All so, I'm saying, yeah, go ahead. I'm saying my thoughts is it doesn't really matter in this world. I get what you're saying. I don't think that matters in this world because it's a game mechanic, right? It's you. You need that in the game to assist you. It's how you play the game. I don't think that really matters as much. You know, I don't think. The writers are like, we need to put this in the show somehow. I'm not saying that it's good or no. bad. No, but. no, I'm not saying that they have to put it in the show. I just don't see why they would give him shit hearing. So I don't know. Maybe they'll play it up where he goes, this is good here at some point. I, I thought they were going to sh- do a scene where they stop. Like, you know, when we got introduced to the clickers and they're quiet. I thought we were going to get some f- sort of scene where they stop and he listens and because of the clickers and did like some little cool like camera thing you know and shows them there and he, he's like listen that's what i thought i thought they would that's do something like that you know just to kind of pay uh, uh what is it homage uh, homage. Homage. homage homage to the to the game that way they, they can homage <laughs> an homage hey, my homie. it's an homage sure <laughs> it's bullshit no i'm sorry <laughs> my pearl harbor reference but anyways yeah. I, I still think they can do that with this Goodyear, though. They could get see something like that. But it's interesting. I do think it's interesting that they would hinder his hearing when the game, like, you're right. It's such a huge aspect of the game. But then also, I mean, Ellie uses it, too. And then in The Last of Us 2, Abby uses it, too. So, like, everyone has that ability. So, I don't know. And what were you going to say? Um. So, in the real world, if you shoot a ton of guns, do you use your, do you lose your hearing? I wouldn't yes. believe it. I feel if they just put that in there to show him but it that ha- but it's he a lot. Sh- shot a lot of guns. He shot a lot of people and infected. Yeah, but it's a lot. I still don't like see... A, like a lot, a lot. Like I have a 14 lot, years lot. of shooting guns and a lot of times I don't use hearing protection and my hearing is fine. Mm. I don't know. I When I was in basic training, I, I was underneath a, a 249 on the Humvee and I forgot to put my ear pro in. I couldn't hear... I, I couldn't hear shit, barely. It was like just constant ringing in my ear. I had a hard time hearing stuff for the rest of that day. So well, when you, have, that- when you have ringing in your ear, that's because of... Uh, I mean, it could be due to explosions. I'm sure that Joel has been in his fair share yeah. of explosions. I'm, and- I'm just saying, I can imagine... I mean, that's why a lot of a lot of veterans have issues with hearing because they never... They used to weren't very strict. Remember, I don't know if you remember back in the day. I remember at some point I literally had to sign documentation saying I was given ear pro by my unit because yeah. the government had to pay so much money on veterans not being able to hear because they weren't given ear pro or appropriately or and whatnot. And so I still think that that's those, a possibility. We got those three M. Yeah. Are you a veteran that served from 2003 to 2014? <laughs> oh my gosh. The amount of times I've gotten phone calls about that. It's either that or the, the Camp Lejeune water. Do you get those ones all the time? I get yeah. emails about Camp Lejeune water. I get it. The Lejeune water is terrible. I get it. But I was there for like two days. And, uh, oh, you probably remember. We could stop by that talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, when we drank coffee out of paper plates. <laughs> I still have a picture of that. I have a picture of it. I'll put it in the group chat so Ed can see. Ed, so you can see too. But 
Sure. Oh man, that was. I remember we we. This is a little. We drank tangent. coffee out of paper plates. We had we had to make coffee. Our coffee machine was broken, so we put a lighter underneath it to get that little bump on the thing, so it would drip yep. around it. We had to do that, and yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, we're going off on a stupid army tangent here. But <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Sam Henry and Joe. Okay. <clears throat> I don't. So, know, I just feel like they just use that. That's more efficient storytelling than um, this amazing bat hearing, spidey senses thing. Is it? Is because it? Because I don't feel like you're gonna be a, like in the TV show. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of one-on-one um, infected fightings. Well, you know, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate again. But why is that good storytelling? Like, what does that bring to the story? It the just facts? shows that he's been places. It's like it's been. Years upon years okay. of him fighting this stuff. This is, yeah, it's one way to sort of establish the fact that he's been through some shit. I could, I guess, yeah. I could see that. Sort of like with Saving Private Ryan, when with the captain Tom Hanks' hand would shake, you just knew he had been shooting so fucking much, his hand would be like shaking. I can, okay, yes, I can see that. Battle right. fatigue or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay, that that makes sense. This is a way to, it's a way to tell us that Joel has been through some shit. Okay, all right, right. Not saying I disagree. I just, I, I like to push back and sort of play devil's advocate here that's my job as host is to be the jerk host just kidding jerk <laughs> <laughs> all right is there anything else cry every time yeah right <laughs> i no, there's times josh and i got into some heating conversations i think like halo was the most heated one only because i yeah. i think halo was that way only because i wasn't attached to it the way josh was and i just wanted to see like a, a tv show with master chief and then after the show if halo just to me wasn't good the episodes that i did watch even being a passive fan of halo i mean i played the games but i never read the lore but that was we had that episode what episode we did was pretty heated and i was getting so frustrated with josh even though he was he had his rights and his points and and everything that that was actually looking back on it it was like a really stressful <laughs> josh is cracking up i was really stressful with that episode but then i look back on it it was like that's actually pretty fucking funny like josh is cheating i'm gonna make that as a screensaver yeah, I, we're recording now, on Zoom, so we're gonna have that. I have to post that <laughs> on social media. <laughs> we'll do another, do another uh, emoji of Josh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> all right. So we got the plan. We got all this, all the shit. Ellie and Sam are hitting it off, and we're moving on to to the tunnels. We're good with that. We're gonna talk about yep. the tunnel stuff. Okay, we Josh dwarfs. Josh. So this is why I want I want to talk about you because this ties into some of the game stuff, which I was kind of sad we didn't get. All right, so in the tunnel, we got the daycare scene, which at some point in the game, you got to experience as well. We got to see the comic book, which I believe is the same one in the game called Savage Starlight, which is the catchphrase is Endure and Survive, which is the name of the, this episode. And we get to see Ellie and Sam really build their relationship in this episode by having fun. Ellie's like, can we please stay? And this is where we get the big reveal that Henry essentially is the one that led the Kathleen's brother's death because sam had leukemia and he he calls i'm a bad guy because i did a bad guy thing which i thought was a really interesting uh phrase there's more stuff that happened that we can talk about that's just in my notes so josh i want to start off with you because in the game that daycare kindergarten area was way more bleak and way more fucked up and so i I think you know what i'm talking about anyways i want to start there so i'll let you go so when it comes to him saying, like, I did it for this X, Y, Z reason, I did it for the medicine that because my brother had leukemia, I did it for the medicine. So does Sam no longer have leukemia? I don't know. And, I thought and, I didn't like that. And I didn't know you could get 
just some medicine. Don't you have to go on like radiation? I don't know anything about leukemia. I, I know that no. it's I know that it's a form of cancer, but don't you have to get radiation treatment? Yeah, the only thing chemo is the only thing that I know for leukemia. That's my limited knowledge or anecdotal knowledge that I have when it comes to cancer. It's like chemo. There's other therapies for cancer which have recently come out because I know my dad had cancer before he passed away, and there was like this new cutting edge. Forgot what it was called, but. I don't like the fact they gave this kid leukemia in the story because I feel like that's just like, okay, you know, that's like enough already. We get it. He's a kid. You know, I just didn't like that. I just, I thought it was too much. I thought it was, and and you're tying the things that I'm thinking. I was doing the mental gymnastics. Like, how does that make sense? I'm, I'm with you on the whole, like, we get it. He's deaf. It sucks. Now you're also going to give him cancer. Like, oh my God. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly, exactly so, what I was thinking. But at the same time, I was like, Jesus. But then he was like, I I ratted on him so that I could get the medicine that Sam needed. And But he doesn't, I don't remember if he expressly says, and now he doesn't have leukemia. No, he didn't say anything like that. And I believe leukemia is a lot harder to treat than just here's a pill or here's a shot or whatever right. they have 20 years later. Or have whatever the treatment was for it. Yeah. Yeah, I we also because so like, let's say it is, let's say, right, leukemia can be treated with a pill or treatments. Cool. Does that mean that? I'm assuming it could take months, years of treatment before you go into remission. I mean, but right? what? Yeah, well, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. I'm yeah, go ahead. I'm go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Months, maybe years of treatment before you go into remission or maybe I don't know how long a cycle of chemo is. But it's however a long bitch. that is, cancer sucks. It's a bitch. <laughs> it's not yes, like it is. Yeah. And so I, I know that everybody's different. Everybody reacts to chemotherapy different, and everybody has to receive maybe a different amount of treatments before they go into remission or before they get told it fucking sucks to suck. Um. So what I'm getting at is, does that mean that Kathleen was planning this revolt months in advance, or was it just like you killed my brother and tomorrow we're gonna kill everybody? So that's what I'm trying to get at. Like. How, why does Kathleen wait until killing all of these FEDRA agents or FEDRA personnel and the collaborators instead of killing Henry right after it happened? Does it take her that long to get that information? It's just a lot left up to my I, imagination. So here's and what I, I have, think. and I have like my imagination fucking just. Goals. Oh, I know. Like, oh, I the know. Little, the little things. <laughs> I've the been little there things that with you. when you say something in a show, those little things like I take it and I'll put it in my pocket. At first, I'll I'll say yes, whatever you said, that's what it is. But then I'll put it in my pocket and be like, hey. All right, I'm gonna push back on a little not push back, but give you my thoughts on your little your, your gripe about Kathleen why she didn't essentially go after Henry first. Versus revolting after her brother's death. I would imagine that Henry probably had some protection because of what he did. And from I would imagine Fedra? maybe from Fedra because they gave them the information to basically, they thought killing her brother would end the revolt, right? That's why they want him so badly. So I think that part of the issue was she knew she couldn't get to Henry and the rallying cry, like I said earlier, the rallying cry for the entire revolt was her brother's death. So I think at that point it was more of like, 
Like, Henry didn't pull the trigger. Federer is the one that actually killed him. Henry just led them to him, right? So I think right. she's going through the progressions of her vengeance. It's like, okay, I'm going to get the fuckers that actually killed him. Oh, Henry did this shit? Okay, I'm going to go after fucking Henry now and get him. And so she's still hell-bent on vengeance. I think there might have been that, and he probably maybe had some protection, but I don't think she was focused on him at, at first. And maybe right. she didn't know about that until after she interrogated or tortured a Fedra personnel, right? Maybe she got that information. That's why I'm just thinking off the cuff here about why that stuff. Go ahead, Em. Um, didn't she, when she was in her and her brother's room, didn't she mention that they knew it was Henry and for her to forgive him? That so was, they, knew, they knew it was Henry all along. You're right. That was when they captured him first because he was in jail. She says he, yeah. he was in jail. So she knew that. But I still um, think Henry didn't fucking you know, like kill her brother. No. I would be, I think that's what I, I'm imagining myself if someone killed a loved one of mine, like literally pulled the trigger. That's who I'm going after first. I'm going to kill the person that led this, that leads Fedora, that allowed this to happen. Then I'm going to go after the fucker that, you know, the other fucker that gave him the information that led him to him. That's just the my one, The my one rationale. that enabled it. Yeah, the one that enabled That's That's my rationale. I mean, if it would, I think it's the path of, of least resistance and the fact they had this rallying cry that their great leader was murdered. That's, that's what even Perry says that in that scene. I know we're jumping a little bit ahead here. That's fine. But Perry says in that scene was, fuck, what did I had in here? Oh, uh, Perry said he didn't change anything. You did, right? And so, like, I think even though he was their leader, nothing was happening underneath him, and him dying was that push for everybody else to, you know, it gave Kathleen gave Kathleen opportunity to step in. It was their rallying cry, and that's what pushed them over to revolt, essentially. Yeah. So that's my take on it. I understand your gripe, but that's how I would think about it. You know, she probably thinks it's just probably easier to revolt and get the fuckers that actually killed him first. Because that's the enemy at the time. The enemy at that time was Fedra. Does that make Why sense? leukemia, though? <laughs> Dude, I've been on this shit since Friday. I just, I, that made me could've, mad. Could've, like, could have been everything, could have been anything else. Okay, this is what I was thinking is why couldn't it have just been he was sick, had pneumonia, he was going to die, he needed medicine. Sort of like what yeah. I guess they didn't want to do pneumonia, that. Pneumonia, sure. Yeah, there you go. Pneumonia. I don't want to spoil it, but I think that's why they didn't use pneumonia. Can't say it. Maybe you know what I'm talking about, Josh, but maybe that's why they, oh. didn't, want to, they didn't want to use pneumonia in this scene. But I, I would have been fine. <laughs> just sick. The biggest eye roll. I was like, oh. <laughs> just say he was sick and he needed medicine, right? I would have been better. I think that's better than saying he had leukemia. Like just saying he was a point where he was sick. Just say that he had COVID. Sheesh. I'm kidding. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think leukemia, when he said he had leukemia, I was just like, come on. I literally was just thinking in my head, like, really? Like, we 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 love this kid already, man, all right? We love this kid. You know, he's cute. He's got ASL. He's deaf. And it's been tough on him. Now you got to give him fucking leukemia. Fuck you guys. That's <laughs> thinking, in, thinking in my head at that at that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, the yeah, one- the more I... Th- Sorry, go ahead. Go on. No, go ahead. Right before I no, change the more, topic. From- the more I think about it, the more sense it doesn't make when I was watching and I watched it twice. It's like, yeah, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, leukemia. That's pretty sad. But yeah, hearing you guys talk about it, I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm trying to like think back to like, so what came first, the chicken or the egg? And the more I think about it, the more I tilt my head and the more my brain just goes out. I'm like, this makes no sense. Other than um, they needed some sort of a driver for this woman to go batshit crazy, but 
They could have done it differently. Did her brother have cancer too? No. It was fine. Okay, I, okay, I could remember if he had... Run th- one thing that I think about, though, is the fact that Henry says that um, her brother, Kathleen... Oh, brother, Mike. I don't remember. I don't Hold know. on. We go back. Can you, you not mic, hear me? Your mic just go, cut go back, off for yeah. a split second. To restart oh, your thought. Can, can you hear me? You're good now. Yes. Yeah, good. Okay. So one thing I was trying to say is that Henry does say that he killed a great man or he got a great man killed. So he did sympathize with the revolutionary movement, the rebel movement, because he thought that their leader, I don't know if he's named by Kathleen in the show. I thought they said Michael at some point. It could be just- They did, yes. Okay, all right. That's correct. Okay, so okay. Michael, cool. Okay, so he can he sympathizes with him and he's kind of like, maybe you might say that he's might be a rebel himself. He's with their resistance. And then there came a point where- Michael couldn't offer what Fedra was offering after he was probably captured by Fedra and forced like, hey, we know your brother has leukemia. We got some fucking treatment for him if you tell us where this guy is. Blah, blah, blah. You know I, what I'm saying? I didn't yes. see it that way. I felt like, if anything, Henry was close to Michael. It kind of oh, felt the, like that. Mm. Uh, because he was part of the resistance. Just the I way he like, talked about I'm, him. I'm, I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm with them. Is, is that not what I said? Did that come out different? What? No. Yeah. No, you know, I'm sorry. He was She's explaining resistance. why I don't want to talk for him, but I am your. It's, your, it's fine. You can, you can talk for me. Uh, you're, you're, it, no, you go. Okay. I lost my train of thought. You, 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 she said that. Think that I'm saying that like it's worse because he says that this guy was a great man and I killed yeah. him for some medicine for my brother. So uh, what I'm saying is that he's part of the resistance. That's what my assumption is, is that he was part of the resistance and that he might've gotten scooped up by Fedra. Maybe he was part of those raids that the resistance was doing on Fedra positions. I don't know. And he got scooped up by Fedra and he was interrogated. And they, that's when they, I mean, they have to know who he is and they say, Hey, we have medicine for your brother. If you tell us where this guy is. And that's when he caves and tells them where Michael is and they go and kill him. Now, I felt like he did this consciously where he went out to look for medicines for his brother. And the only so he, thing that so he you can... think he you think he went to Fedra? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So since I'm more in the middle. I don't know. I don't think we know. I do. Th- right. I, I all we know is that. Well, we don't know this, but the way he talks about him sounds like he had some form of relationship with him or he at least idolized him and believed mm-hmm. in this guy. So that's all I got from that is that he was a great man. Henry had a lot of love for this dude, respected him. But what mattered most to him was his brother. And that was ultimately what didn't matter. The movement didn't matter. And that's exactly what we talked about. Mason said, like, love makes you irrational. And I, I mean, I believe that my core, like, love will make you do some dumb shit. Like, I've done some dumb shit in my my lifetime over love. Not so much anymore. I'm a little bit more Hell jaded. yeah, brother. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little jaded now. I'm like, okay. But anyways. I need some tomatoes, brother. <laughs> Nobody understands oh, No that one understands nope. that. That sounds like an inside joke, guys. Yeah, that was... We, play, we were playing an overcooked one night, and all Josh kept saying was brother all, all night long. He kept yelling it out to us, <laughs> and he needed a tomato, and he said that like super loud, and like... We couldn't do anything because Josh is making us laugh so hard when he kept saying, 
but yeah, like they couldn't control their characters. I was yeah. like, because <laughs> we couldn't make this one dish. All right, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, okay. sorry. Um, how close Henry was to Michael? Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if I misunderstood you before. No, I think you're both right. I mean, I don't think neither of you are wrong. We just don't know, and it was just set up for us to believe that you know he he just Michael was a good guy so much. He was just like. And just by the way, Henry talked about him, and that's why I made that's why that what that's why that decision of him turning him in to get medicine for his brother was like so heavy for us as a viewer, at least to make us feel feel some way. It's because he's like, "Fuck this leader who's a great guy. My brother's the only one that matters." So, right. And so that's kind of like that's to me that's sort of what this show is about. It's just it's not about because I mean you look at Joel and Ellie. And what we, what Josh and I know about that relationship and what happens, that's what the show is about. It's about making decisions about, and the things yeah. we know about their relationship. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. On. I'm gonna stop. For the love of God, I'm gonna stop <laughs> before we go too far. We're, we're gonna talk about that soon. We're gonna do a spoiler episode um, after we go record this one with the halfway. You should point. you should implement beeps into this podcast. <laughs> just keep going, but just yeah. beep out. <laughs> All right, you already alluded to. Okay, what's there? Is there anything else that I missed? And the oh, that's what I was talking about. We didn't talk about it. So in the fucking video game, the daycare kindergarten area that was brutal. They get tra- oh so they, yeah, in the game, it's like decrepit and it's fucked. Yeah, in the game, so Joel discovers this room. They get into it, and it's similar to this area that we see in the show. And he finds like a note. And essentially, it's a note about this person. They're trapped because he infected all around them. They can't get out. And so basically what happens is in this note, they find out that this person kills the kids and then kills themselves, I believe. I can't remember. I'm I'm pretty sure they kill themselves. And then you don't see it, but there's like a sheet over these bodies. And then Joe just says something like, damn, like, or something, right? You know, he just says something out loud after reading that note. And it was that was heavy as shit for a video game, you know, just to see that in the way it, it wasn't told to you. It was just sort of, I mean, I guess it was told to you because you're reading a letter. But I thought we were going to get that. I thought we were going to get that in that scene. They're going to be like, oh, it is. It's kindergarten. Let's play here. And then they walk around the corner and just see a pile of, like, kids' dead bodies. And Actually, the, in, the entirety of the backstory behind that underground, um, let's call it, uh, society society sure society the group moles. of people that were living <laughs> in the underground is if you find all the letters or all the readable uh bits mm-hmm. in the game it's fucking insane what happens i don't think i did Every, i don't think I you got can all this find stuff. you can find them all you can find how the settlement started and how it ended all the way through there's letters that that lend evidence uh, through written word about what happened down there, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, I have to go back. So and just actually, actually, I want to talk about that if you don't mind. It's not like no, no, it's no. not like it's that's not, why I brought it up. To do like spoilerific, right? Is so. Um, the drawing that yes. Joel finds in the on the wall that says Danny and Ish are protectors. That is a one for one drawing. From the game. That is the exact same piece of artwork. Um, Ish is, for those that are probably wondering that are watching the show, Ish is an individual who made his way away from the infection via boat 
Uh, it's still unconfirmed whether or not Infected can swim, but that's just what the game says. Um, he made his way from the infection via boat uh, and was able to establish this colony. That's what I was looking for. This colony of people underground, and it was going well for a few years. And then one day, somebody got infected and everything went to shit. And this, the, the game chronicles about how they had to execute all the children because they had all been bitten. And um, basically, everybody gets infected. And what's crazy is that that whole underground section of the game, there are infected in that area. So you, there's no other way to think about it other than you're killing people that used to live here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can see that not all of them have been infected that long because most of them are runners. There's like a few clickers. They're probably the ones that got in and infected everybody. But most of all the enemies that you fight in that area are like recently infected people at this uh, to the to the understanding of the player because the first stage is like that runner stage. But you will know, you can know. Uh, maybe you're like, oh, what happened to Ish? Ish does describe in a letter that he and his partner. Susan and a few of the children uh, managed to escape. And he doesn't say where they go, but the, he does leave a letter that says that they escape the colony itself after fighting through hordes of infected. And they managed to escape. And um, no one knows what happens to them after that, but they do survive that, uh, that well, infection, that, that situation in the colony. Hopefully that's not a spoiler for something that happens later on in the episode. But I don't think it is. I don't think they're going to show that because they would have showed it probably when they were in the tunnels. Because that was, that was around the Pittsburgh, right? When you were... Because right. you do go watch, through... Watch, watch episode six be all of Ish. Yeah. yeah and like him setting up the colony. <laughs> you ruined it. All right. I don't want to talk a whole lot about Kathleen and Perry, but I do want to talk a little bit about it. That was the next scene, which we already sort of discussed. But for a while there, what what part about Kathleen? Kathleen and Perry in the bedroom scene. Her when she was in her old bedroom talking about Michael. Oh, I, I no, I'm fine with that scene. I mean, I, it's just it was a quick scene of um, uh, am I doing the right thing? Am I good? Am I evil? Yin yang, right. type of a deal. Like my brother was good. He told me to forgive, but I'm a dirty, dirty, nasty person. Whatever. Other than that, it's just build, building her character, showing her uh, exactly where she's coming from. I love that that she says that she knows that her brother would have forgiven Henry for what he did. Like, let's say if he that he hadn't been murdered and he could speak beyond the from beyond the grave or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, forgive him." But Kathleen is like, "No, I'm selfish. This hurts." And my brother is dead. And now that he's dead, something is fucking happening. That's what Perry's trying to illustrate. Like, your brother was a great man, but he didn't do shit. You're doing it. So I was going to say that this made me, I don't want to say like Kathleen, but it made me like her, the, the backstory and her character and her purpose for whatever reason that the writers had for her. Because I was kind of like, just tired of her. I didn't like the whole thing of trying to humanize. I said in the last episode, I didn't like it at all. But the way they, the way they portrayed that story, and then giving us this little scene with Perry, I felt like tied it all together and been like, oh, okay, now I kind of like this. It's my was my mentality at this point because I was still kind of like, ah, I don't like this. I don't know. 
I kind of now do like it. I think. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like Kathleen. In general, as a whole, I'm with you, but I'm coming around. I was coming around more after this scene because it was a pretty good scene, the way they described it. And like I said, when Perry said that he didn't change anything you did, that kind of made me realize, okay, that was a rallying cry. That's the reason why they were able to finally do it, you know, and that sort of explained some things to me. And it felt very real with Kathleen's just drive for revenge and sort of pushing everything else away, which I don't get is why the blind loyalty that Perry says, he's like, we're with you. Even like when he questions her, like in the beginning of the episode, she's like, do you think Henry's number seventh on my list? And then we saw in the last episode when that moving sinkhole area was happening, we knew some shit was bad was going on down there. And she's like, we'll deal with this later. Like, why are you... This doesn't make sense from a leadership standpoint. I, I feel like at some point in time, they, someone would have been like, fuck you, you're we're taking care of this. I don't care about your brother at this point. Yeah, all, all I get from Kathleen is that she is a selfish person with a group of people at her disposal. Yeah, I agree. I, that's a very good way to describe her character in the situation. But She's a, I just a, dic- a dictator. Yeah. It's just weird the blind loyalty Perry has in there because we saw Perry question her twice and he's still like, nope, right. I'm, I'm following you. And I'm like... <laughs> she she alpha him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I just... That was the part that I don't like. I understand Kathleen's motivations. I get it. You know, she was really close to her brother and it was it's really hard. She hasn't gone through whatever the steps are of grief. 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 She hasn't gone through all the steps. Acceptance, right? She has not accepted it yet. <laughs> She's or at anger. the anger part. No, yeah, she's in anger. She's at the anger part. So she's yeah, the first part. I don't know what's the first one. All right, she's the okay. second stage. Okay, uh, the only thing. Let's get into because we're coming up to the end here, and they're the they're really big, and so I want to talk about these. This I called it the sniper sinkhole. That's what I called it for this scene, right? So it's funny because my girlfriend actually watched me play the game, and she saw this part. And they're walking, and she sees the house, and then the gunfire. She's like, "Oh, it's the sniper scene." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "How the fuck did you notice that before I did?" <laughs> I was like, I didn't even like think about it when I was watching it. So she called that out, and <sighs> I have a lot of problems with this scene, but I'll get to it in a second here. Before we get to the sinkhole scene, what did you all think about the sniper sniper stuff? Um, I'll let you take this one, and Josh, we know I can deliberate about it because it's yep, similar. Yep, absolutely. To the Maybe you might have. <laughs> I think you and I might be have the same gripes with it. But anyway, and what did you think about the sniper? Um, I was pretty surprised seeing them come out of the um the tunnels, being like no action, no nothing, no infected, and like la la la, walking down the street, talking extremely loudly about um their situation. That's kind of cool. Was it at that point where they're like, you go this way, we go that way. And they're like, well, how about we go together or something? Or maybe that's a little bit later. Kind of establishing that relationship between the two, two groups. I believe that scene happened at after all of this. When they after were sitting okay. in the hotel, I believe happened. I just watched it. I'm pretty sure that's what I it guess was. you have to go through terror and panic before you make friends in this Which, universe. It's interesting because it does happen in the game. They were like, hey, they have a little moment and they're like, hey, we're going to go here, meet up the fireflies. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. And you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. What do you think about the sniper stuff? 
Um, yeah, not much there to think about, to be honest. It was just very straightforward to me. Uh, yeah, going from one danger to another is like never ending for them. But uh, I like the whole entire uh, execution idea that the sniper was really bad and joke and sneak up and seeing an old man behind it. And you're like, oh, and then you don't see it was a lot of violence and gore in this episode, but you still don't see Joe really doing it. You see That's other true. characters, you know, uh, ripping other people or stabbing or smashing or hanging. But even there, Joe shoots, obviously shoots the guy, but you don't see him shooting the guy, which is pretty interesting. They're still kind of trying to keep Joe as this character of morale while she obviously has to dispose of people. So that was pretty interesting. Um, are we going straight into a sinkhole? No, or not I'm going to let Josh, because okay. I know Josh is going to tear that scene <laughs> a new a butthole because I feel probably the same way. Josh, sniper Are you going to take that that car and just ram it into our butts? <laughs> I know what Josh is thinking. <laughs> I know right. what he's thinking. The floor I'm thinking, is yours. Right, yeah, I'm thinking the I'm same done. same thing. Number one, tactical decisions. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Kathleen, you say she's the leader, right? Perry actually is canon uh, in the show. It's canon. Uh, I, I, I read about this a little while after Perry's character was introduced, that he's a military veteran. You assume that he has some kind of pull with decisions being made, being Kathleen's second in command. Why would you put a 793-year-old man... <laughs> No offense to the gentleman who is portraying the character in question, but why would you put such an old individual in a position like that? Experience or not? Your physical you somebody your, to suck at shooting. I'm sorry. Your physical ability is going to be gravely limited. You can see that the man that is displayed in front of Joe when he reaches the top of that staircase has not done a push-up since fucking 1983, all right? Now. Might need Or I was thinking alone. <laughs> Why would he be alone? Why would he yeah. be alone? Yes, that's another thing. I was going to get to that. Okay. But second. Why was he continuing <laughs> to observe... Like, why, why don't you have any... And there's no redundancy in terms of you know that this guy just broke contact with you and he veered off. He continues to shoot at Joel. And then he's not like, <laughs> that guy's definitely coming up here. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to shoot at the other people now. Maybe he forgot how to close the doors. It happens to old but people. <laughs> you know this man is coming for you. You've seen him weave and whatever. Try to, you know he's going to flank because you're seeing it happen. Like, what are you doing? And, and you're alone. You're alone. It'd be different. It'd be different if he had like a guy with him. Yeah, because you'd have someone. I mean, you might still move to if you might, know you're maybe, being flanked. Maybe, though, you should maybe probably it's move. two. Exactly. Maybe it's two. Sure. Maybe it's two. Or I'm saying uh, maybe if they had two, the smart thing would be for them both to be occupying that nest. Right. This is a realistic thing, but maybe the, maybe the the writers are trying to give credence to these like nobody knows fucking shit. 
But this is why I question Perry's presence, because Perry, like they said, is a is a veteran military member. He looks so, like, like he would, he's I mean, the way his presence and the way he's portrayed, that dude knows his shit. Yeah, that guy knows what's yeah. going on. I don't know why he stood still while the blood was charging him, but that's besides the point. Um, anyways, I couldn't understand why they chose to just hang out behind the car. Any rifle that's worth its salt, which I'm assuming, I mean, like, I mean, that's a key word here that I'm saying worth its salt is going to pen that car. It's 100% going to go through that vehicle. 308 through the vehicle. I Maybe I need to get a closer look at the weapon system that he's using when he gets up there, but 308 is going through. Uh, one thing I didn't like, I know that they did it for the reason of the show, is that it all happens at night. And this is, again, one of those scenes where, that I was telling, trying to tell you about for our first episode is that this, the game suffers from, not the game, the show is going to suffer from looking too much like a set. Like, oh, what is it? 11 o'clock at night? Oh, let's put some floodlights up and conveniently point it at the, where the bad guys are going to walk. Like, it's, you know that it's set lights, you know, because dark is dark. Well, then, but then, but yeah, if you do it realistically, you're going to have a Game of Thrones all over again. Oh, yeah, I, can't, exactly. I can't see it. So, so, so do it in the day. Or at dusk. Well, I think... So for for one, your your gripe with this set stuff just does not bother me, and I think I speak for about ninety percent of the people that watch yeah, stuff like this. I like, know, but I'm your, but your I'm gripe like to that. me I'm like is that. fucking stupid. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> that gripe is fucking dumb. No one gives a fuck. But granted, we all entitled to our opinions. So I think the, I think the night scene lends. To the badass moment. Okay, first I'm gonna cap before we the badass scene that we got right after that. I'm gonna agree with you everything. I was losing my shit when he was running, still getting shot at. I'm like, even my girlfriend says, like, doesn't he know he's coming for him? Like, my girlfriend doesn't know anything about the military whatsoever, really. Yeah. And she's like, I know he's coming for this guy. What is he doing? And then yeah, we saw it was like this really old dude. Like, what the fuck? Who's in charge here? Like, who's doing this? And then, whatever, the scene with him killing him was kind of rough. Like, he's like, don't, don't. I actually, I, I like that. Enjoy that little thing. That yeah, scene, that, that was scene tough. where he's like, don't do it, man. Please don't do it. Yeah. And then you know, he turns on him. I thought that was great. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that you knew, that was played, that was acted well. It was a great scene, whatever. But I do, I I do not feel... It. I do not feel that that was within Joel's character. Like, if you're speaking from the game perspective. Oh, no. Joel would have shot that dude real quick. No question. Joel would have rolled up. Ah, yep. No problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he just... for, the, for, the, for the show, Joel, 100%. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, but if they did Joel, if they did Joel in a TV show, that dude's a mass murdering fucking asshole in the game. If you can, if you think about it, that dude mass murdered. So, like, yeah. it's kind of hard to do. I agree with you in that state. I, I, so everything you said, yeah, it was driving me crazy. I, I'm not even as like I'm not even as knowledgeable of tactical stuff like you are because army I was a non combat MLS. You were at the time too as well. But I I still thinking like you see the guy coming for you. Why are you still sitting there? And then why are you so fucking old? That drove me crazy. Going back He's to so your <laughs> why are you why are you so fucking old? Why are you old? <laughs> and why Stop are you old. alone? Why are you so fucking old? 
whatever. Whoever puts you in charge or whoever was in charge for orchestrating this uh, needs to be shot. But anyways, the reason why I like the night scene because of what we got with the sinkhole scene. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, you could have still gotten that. Even I don't like in the beginning, in the beginning, you could have, you know, it was sunset or something. So it would have been less looking like a set. So, he, I but mean, then as the day went on, it would get darker and darker, and you still got the whole entire bowl of explosion and fire. All right, I will give you that. Yes, if they would have did, because it's a sniper. I mean, you really don't know. I don't know how Joe automatically knows that he can't shoot just because he missed a couple shots. Who like it was like two shots. He's like, oh, the guy can't shoot. Whatever. I could see them well, doing doing the scene where it's like, okay, let's hide here, and I don't know what to do, and they're waiting, they're biding their time, and then nightfall comes. Okay, that would work, I guess, but really, it's not necessarily because just do it at nighttime, the whole thing at night. You know what I mean? Like, just you're still getting, you're gonna get, you know, like you're not gonna get that same effect with that explosion, with that sinkhole, and those all the fire and all that shit that happened. You're not gonna get that same effect with the daytime daytime scene, in my opinion. So. I think it paid off. I think the decision to make that a nighttime scene made that scene just awesome. Like I loved that scene when them all coming up and just going crazy. When the thing went down, I said, like, "Oh, I was like, oh shit, here it goes." And then, so actually, Peter, I have something for your. Um, how does he know after two shots? You can't tell that somebody. Uh, if you miss your first shot on a very still moving towards you target, trash. Oh, that's true because. <laughs> They were just standing in the in the middle of the road. Okay, yeah. I'll give I'll give them that automatic so. trash. Either and then that lends to I to who? Why did you choose this guy to be up there? Mm. Because oh, I used to hunt. Okay, so you know how to zero your weapon and you know how to acquire and fire a target and adjust for whatever fucking difference is going to be. What is that like? What is it like? A hundred, two hundred meters. That's easy, man. I could make that shot with an M sixteen with no fucking optic on. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I don't think it was quite that short, but I don't know. Well, that scope, it did look pretty close, but that was most of the scope we saw was when they were already at that house after the yeah. Nicole scene. But yeah, all right, we've true. been bitching about the sniper thing way too much. <laughs> Let's talk about the good stuff because I, I don't know. That's not like the army. Hunt the good stuff. Let's, <laughs> we're getting a lot of army references in here. Hunt the good stuff. All right. The sinkhole scene, I've, I loved it. The bloater, the. The clicker girl was fucking creepy as shit. And I don't know. What did you all think about that? Okay, so I fucking loved it. I thought it was <laughs> I knew amazing. It. I'm, I knew it. I knew you liked so it. So we finally got that, like, this thing that you don't really get. You don't get it in the game at all. Where you literally have, like, this, like, a literal ward of infected like just a just an ocean of fungus just waving over people and so and remember when we talked about the was it the second episode it was the second episode of the horde yeah where i was like i wish they would have showed them like pouring over cars and trampling through stuff i thought we finally kind of get that with like this mass of infected coming out of the hole and i thought it was so beautifully done people are fucking shooting crazy going insane with shooting and shooting each other they're fucking bashing people and everybody's getting ripped apart it's felt so cool to watch now i don't know if you guys know this but the little infected girl is actually like a nine-year-old gymnast Mm -hmm. 
That's I, I think she's pretty big. She's pretty famous. Her name is uh, Sky Bill Cowton. Cal- How do you spell her name? C O W T O N. Sky Bill Cowton. This is from EW.com. A self described rhythmic gymnast from Canada was a child stunt performer behind this monster, which launches itself at Kathleen to beat her to death. Which we jumped, which oh, I just kind of jumped to that scene. Whoops. Anyways. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> according, <laughs> this is from that article. According to Linsky, Craig Mazin, her friend and a showrunner on The Last of Us, apparently she knows Craig, with Neil Druckmann, directed her through an ADR session, I'm not sure what that is, to record Kathleen's final gurgles. He wanted it, in quote, I, he wanted it to sound like someone was ripping your throat out. She says with a laugh, it's so awful, but it's how specific he is. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it's all the devil's in the details, man. Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. They're very detailed. 100%. One thing I thought it was cool when she, like, it was so interesting to watch that uh, infected move because we don't really get child infected in the game. And so um, it was interesting to see how they tackled that because, you know, she's like well or approaching that like clickery stage. Because, you know, the mm. infection has split her skull and you have kind of like those uh, polyps coming out of her skull at this point. And when she climbs into the glass into the window after Ellie and flips over the car over the seat to get in, my wife and I, both of us were like, because yeah. it was so yeah. creepy. It was so very well creepy. Done. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It was so Having, well done. Kudos to whoever the set is the uh, whoever made that decision to have it. her flip over the car good job yeah they talk about in the <laughs> the episode behind the last of us how they choreographed it and they used a lot of practical stuff so i thought that was what yeah, i liked yeah. that's why i think it looked so, so good is they move all that movement stuff like they showed it it's people tons of fucking people coming yeah. out of there so, i believe um i'm gonna butcher his last name but terry notary notary mm-hmm. Uh, he was in charge of all of that, and he did some pretty good things like Planet of the Apes, and I That's believe right. he did Nope as well. So, good stuff, good stuff right there. Yeah, what was your thoughts when was it? Wasn't some of it mocap? There was some mocap. They showed some of it. They would have mocap suits on. Essentially, as I said, it's a mo-cap, mix. Some, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably the first clickers, the first clickers, the first infected that come out are probably like mocap CGI. Yeah. Well, what they showed in the behind the scenes stuff, it was a ton of fucking people coming out of mm-hmm. there. Like they they showed it. Like it was. That's why I said it's a mixture of mocap CGI, whatever you want to call it, and practical, which is why yeah, I think yeah. it looks so good. So you look at back at like something like World War Z, and you saw the horde. You're like, that's CGI. Like clearly that's CGI. Versus this, you're watching it. I was kind of trying to pick out like what was computer graphics and what wasn't. And yeah, it was so kind of hard I- to tell. Except for the bloater, which still looked great, and that was awesome. Em, I wanted to get you your your thoughts about because you had never seen a bloater before, and you and you got to see this this thing. You don't even know what we call it a bloater, right? Probably because they didn't say it in the show. So what were now I do, and I'm yeah. getting. I knew. <laughs> okay, it's really hard not to be spoiled when it comes to this. Um, oh, whole being a TV gamer show. too, I'm sure you have a lot tra- of friends yeah. that have played the game too. So. Oh lordy, but yeah, I'm trying my best to uh, keep myself clear of that stuff but yeah um yeah it was cool i wish it was a little bit more of him i get it he's powerful he's he's kind of like <laughs> when he came out my husband was like oh is that the boss i'm like i guess 
<laughs> he looks kind of big. <laughs> the boss. <laughs> he came out like the boss, too. Perry needs to go back and grind before he can fight him again. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I need to grind better weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Perry was not ready for that level of boss. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, uh, very nemesis, very cool. Just walking out there like a, I own this place. <laughs> Dude, straight, a- straight up to straight up to with that sense of I own this place. He was knocking down everybody, people, other infected. He didn't give a fuck. No, he didn't. He ripped people's in halves. Ugh. I wish they yeah. would have showed that because, you know, like they someone showed it on social media that he actually does like one of the kills with Joel. But it's like far away. So, you don't when he kills Perry, I think they don't actually he show can, it. He, you can see his he's holding his head. Yeah, because he tosses his body. He's holding but his head in the like, game. Ugh. So I don't I don't know if M knows this, but it's actually the top of his head. So nope, like in the, they didn't know that. Yeah. In the game, I think Peter was about to get to this. I'm yeah. sorry. To no, no, go ahead. Off. Yeah, in you should game, be sorry, you jerk. In the game, when you fight the bloater, you can't. So Joel is very adept in the game at fist fighting, right? If the bloater comes near you at all, you automatically lose because the bloater will grab you and then he'll put his hands in your top of your mouth and the bottom of your jaw and rip apart, right? But in the game, when that happens, you only get to see your mouth rip about this much and then uh, the camera cuts off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't they? And you get the, you get that like eerie like synth noise like that e, and then it cuts off, and you're fucking dead, and then you start at your checkpoint. So it's kind of cool. Like when he kills Perry, I was like, yes! I was like, obviously not because Perry died, because I liked Perry as a character. But when the, like that the fan service man to the, yeah. that kind of death, I was like, fuck yeah! Like I thought it was so cool. Now I think like thinking back at it, I think yeah, I didn't see his magnificent beard anymore. It's just the head. <laughs> yeah, the, the way Ew. they played that up God was really HBO. good too. Because it's it does like this slow motion look of Perry just like looking like oh fuck you know like the look of doom and actually yeah. I actually didn't like that slow motion thing. It really no? like threw me out of it. I'm like oh. That's because every they never really used slow motion before that I, scene. I agree. Actually, and it just that stuck slow out. motion scene felt out of place because yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't feel con- like it felt out of place because of the frame rate. You know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. You said yeah, because it was an interesting. It was like a. Yeah, it had like a choppy sort of like feel to it. Yeah, but it, and as a gamer, that's a trigger for me. Yeah, yeah, my frames <laughs> are dropping. Oh my god, this but, game is trash. Anyways, that I actually kind of liked it though because it was sort of like a callback to like '80s and '90s horror. I felt like yeah, yeah, sure. It does feel a lot of place. <laughs> I'll give you that. But I got like '80s, not, and it's funny you said that because I did did notice that. But uh, all right, I want to. So there's a couple things left. One thing about Kathleen, I already mentioned this. I spoiled it. Kathleen killed by the clicker girl. I found it kind of ironic that she was killed by the kid infected when her quote or her when she was talking to henry she was like kids die every day and she gets <laughs> killed by a kid so i thought that was a little irony yeah. in that i thought that was funny but a little karma right there. i just gotta say this was a horrible horrible horribly run revolution because you know them kansas city motherfuckers are they're done for it that that had been like their best people all there like the, the way they looked they had like some of their best yep. equipment 
and then they showed all of them running. I was like, they are fucked. their vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking in my head, like, man, Kathleen was a horrible, horrible tactician slash leader. Just blinded by vengeance, man. That's what we got mm-hmm. at the end there, which was led to her own demise. So, and she, I felt like she monologued a little bit too much. I was kind of like, uh, you know, like, will I you stop like, monologuing and just yeah. do it? <laughs> I felt like, uh, the Incredibles. Would, Can you uh, not feel the desperation? There's literally all of your dudes are behind you dying and you're monologuing right now. Yeah. She yeah. had, tw- she was able to kill Henry twice and she decided to go into a speech instead. I'm like, okay, well, there you go. That's true yep. because he did come out from behind yeah. the car. Yep. And she yapped, 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 yapped. Yep. And then the second true. time she yapped, 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 yapped. That actually, that whole thing behind, I also found it a little bit weird, like kind of cringy, was when he was like, he's a fucking kid. And she's like, kids die every day. Like, damn, bro. Yeah. You're heartless and immature as fuck. Like, God damn. I don't know. I I didn't like Kathleen's character. It has nothing to do with the actress that portrays her with Lindsay. Oh, the actress is amazing. Yeah, she's a, a fantastic. She actress. did well with what she was given. What's I'll yes. say Correct. It that way. <laughs> she played the heck out of her. Yeah. Yeah. I if, just if I don't it know. Wasn't I just her, I I think it would have just been really atrociously hard to watch. So I, kudos to her. I agree with you, and I agree with you, Josh. Outside of that Kathleen Perry scene I talked about, which made me sort of like her character in general for the story, overall, not a fan. I'll just put it that way. Just not a fan of that character. The way she went out was so fucking dumb. You know, I did like the fact she was kid- killed by a kid clicker, but I'm with you, Josh, 100%. You know what's what's funny agree. about the whole th- situation with uh, Kathleen's character, with Kathleen as a character, is that I she didn't do anything that made me hate her. She's not like you know. It's not like Cersei. Like I fucking hated Cersei in Game of Thrones. Like yeah, Negan. I killed Glenn. I hated him. Like Walking Dead spoilers. (gasps) I hated Negan and I hated Cersei. I did not really hate this woman. I just always thought she was a bad leader from the get go. From the moment yeah, that, she was, I mean that too. But like, even when she decides to kill all the 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 people, I mean, these are just people, man. They're just trying to survive, just like you. Just because they choose to do it in a different way, like fuck off, she, man. She also didn't have the the screen time to build up that hate. I felt like. I mean, I get it. She, uh, I guess. I guess you're right. I yeah. mean, I, I'm with you though. In general, I don't think she did enough to be like really be a villain. But that's the press. That's, that's a problem you have. Like Druckmann said, is there's no bad guys, right? Or like he wants to put a face on the bad guys. So she doesn't really seem like a bad guy. She just seems like a bad, like, I guess, bad person, if that makes sense. I feel you like know, in the ship of the world, the world. She's not a villain. The world That's surrounding them it. is the bad guy. Yeah, the world itself. Like everyone is, the way I look at it is everyone's a bad guy. They're all doing bad things. Henry does bad things. Joel is doing, he kills an innocent man because he knows that he he's going to, you know that guy had seen his face and, and you know and so i just feel like everyone in the show is essentially the bad guy except for ellie and i think they're doing that on purpose for the most part because they want to keep her innocence i think and you know for because we'll see that i think through the entire show i don't think ellie's going to do anything oh no that would go against the game though now that i'm thinking about it talking out loud i still want my brick seed yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey motherfucker <laughs> I still want that so bad. I I'm like yearning for it. I'm like you know, <laughs> in the game, the way Ellie says "fucker" or curses is so good. 
it's just like yeah, it's very it's very specific ashley johnson yeah. does like a very specific thing for ellie's voice yeah it's so good that when she cursed i just feel everything in that game about about ellie i just love it's, it's so good anyways all right we've been talking ad nods about everything else we need to get to the, the penultimate penultimate climactic end scene yeah we have to talk about this i don't care we've gone for this long but we need to talk about it and in this this my notes i just put sam dot 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 and in my notes i put ellie and sam just breaks my heart did you cry yes or no are you okay. asking all of us so i cried i watched it with my girlfriend i cried so funny, funny story before you answer i i played it in the game i already knew it was coming and i cried and my girlfriend was with me i've never cried in front of well no i cried in front of spider-man but she wasn't really looking at me it just started dating so i kind of had my my head to the side when i was tearing up in spider-man but <laughs> i cried and she looked at me she was oh are you crying i was like don't look at me and i like turn my head away <laughs> I was like, don't look at me oh so i actually have a funny story about that too so like my wife doesn't know what's gonna happen right yeah everything is new to her but i know what's about to happen so in the conversation when they're in the bedroom just her and him mm. right and she mm. shows him the bite mm. i was like I'm about to cry now. Right? No, I'm just I got I got a little emotional and April was like, what? And then she shows the bite <laughs> or like this was like leading up to the bite. Actually yeah. leading up to him showing her the bite. I was like a little emotional and April looks at me. She was like, what? And then she was like, oh, no. She saw me cry. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> she, you gave it away. <laughs> you tipped your hand. And I was Spoiler. trying to. I was like holding it like. <laughs> like <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. Too late. <laughs> So, M, what did you think about that since you didn't know what was going to happen? This is like, I we, didn't we knew know. Was I didn't know, but like, I kind of felt it coming on. Mm -hmm. This is not going to turn good. When he was like, Are you scared? And she's like, No. And then as soon as she showed the bite, I was like, Oh, that's that. I can't. I can't get attached to anybody. Like you couldn't really get attached to anybody in Game of Thrones because they would have died. <laughs> so uh, I kind of went in, in that direction. It's like, oh. don't get attached. Don't get attached. I guess it's not um, much of a spoiler, but I mean, you can get attached to, I guess, Joel and Ellie because you know, you yeah, can't have, yeah, you you can't you, have you, a show without them. So you have to worry about them. Anytime someone else gets introduced, I guess you'd be like, okay. Yeah. It, it felt, feels like a one time Bill and oh, Jesus. Frank died in one episode. Mm. Uh, Tris, Tris, no, Tess. Oh my God, Tess died in almost one episode too. So the show from the beginning is kind of setting up. Yeah, don't get too attached, even to a villain. Like the villain is not gonna last that long. They're just going to die. It's really about Joe and Ellie, the show, and what what perils they have to go through to build a relationship what foundations they get, you know, and all these people that they meet that they have to eventually say goodbye to. I feel that's, that's their main way of building the character and building the thicker skin and things like that. Are you clapping? But me? Nobody clapping? No. Sorry. That was, that was me. I'm fidgeting. Oh, okay. I was like, it's picking <laughs> up on your mic that. Uh -oh. and I'm just listening to it. And my eight uh, OCD is <laughs> Yay, like, he died. <laughs> No. Ah, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Right, it's okay. Hands up. Hands up. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it's just. Oh my god. Let's pick it up again. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, 
I kind of felt like it's coming on and it did. And, but it was really cute that the, the desperation that they had, she's like, I just made a friend. I want to keep this friend. I'm going to rub my blood on him. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. You know, my blood is medicine type of deal. And then he's like, okay, just don't fall asleep on me and so on and so forth. But then the next day, just looking at him sitting there, you're like, yep, he turned. He definitely turned. So um, I, I wanted to jump in real quick because us knowing Josh and I knowing what was going to happen, I was really, for a second there, I thought they were going to do something where they they find out that Sam is infected and they, and they do, it, do it whole completely differently where Joel and Ellie leave and they maybe just hear two gunshots in the background. Like, I didn't know how they were going to sh- film. I was going to say shoot for a terrible like phrase. I don't know how they were going to film this scene. And I was kind of surprised they did it fairly accurately to how it happened in the game. Like shooting a kid, you know, and it was intense. It And it would, but it was done perfectly like to capture the shock. Like, you know, Henry was in shock and his, the way he, he was just freaking out and then he shoots himself. I'm glad I didn't show that. You no, know, him actually, shoot himself like but they they kind of show it in the game in the game you kind of get a glimpse of when henry shoots himself but it's not as it's not that it's like, graphic it's like you do it's like blurred you see him but i think it's like blurred when he shoots himself like it's yeah, like they, out of they, focus they rack they rack the focus yeah. yeah yeah um but i don't know about you john i was just curious to know i was really really curious to see how they shot that and it i think they did an amazing job with how they shot that entire scene the the ellie the ellie stuff really was heartbreaking like oh my god that was just really 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 rough to see but so what were you thinking about that scene given that we've seen it before and we've experienced it so i was it kind of made me upset that ellie still doesn't grasp how serious the infection is go ahead no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to just put my hand up. So I just have a pushback on that, but go ahead. It kind of bothered me to, to see like how Ellie doesn't really take the infection as seriously as it might be in the, in the game. Obviously, in the game, it is not revealed to her that Henry is infected in the game. He keeps it a secret from mm-hmm. everybody. He doesn't show Ellie in the game. You kind of sh- they, he like in the game. What happens is that Ellie and him are having a conversation, and he's taking inventory of the food that they have left. And then they have a brief conversation. He has his little toy, or no, Ellie gives him the toy that yeah, because, he wanted that he wanted to yep. bring that Henry didn't let him have. That's mm-hmm. right. And then she leaves the room and says, "You got to get some sleep. Whatever. Talk to you tomorrow." And then uh, Sam inspects the bite that he received from the encounter previously. But in the show, he shows Ellie. They have a brief conversation. If you become a monster, are you still human side? And all of that stuff. And then she shows he shows her the his bite. She cuts her fucking hand open, which I always thought was weird. Ever. When it's ever, whenever it happens. That's such a weird this- Probably the most painful place to cut yourself, but anyway, enough to enough to bleed, right? Um, But he puts so he puts her. She puts her hand on his wound, and she's like, "My blood is medicine. Look, I'm infected, or I've been bitten too. 
right? And he's like, wow, he puts all his hope. She's like giving him this false sense of security, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I get it. You're trying to make him feel better. Maybe she truly doesn't know, or maybe she did know, but then she doesn't leave the room. Like, and you know that, did you really believe that that was going to work? I I feel like she had a little bit of hope there that it would have. Right. But still, it's still, I mean, maybe it lends credence to the whole, like, she's not mature enough to understand how threatening something is. But at the same time, I I don't know. I I think it's because I've seen the situation play out in the game that I see it through a different lens. I mean, but I've seen it through the lens, I'll let you go, but I've seen it through the same lens as you. And I... I'm less upset by that stuff, which I'll I'll, I'll give my thoughts. But Em wanted to say something. Um, I'll let you go. For for me, she's more of like a curious child more than anything. And when you're a kid, you pick up a spider or you you know put your hand in this place or that place. So in the second, no, third episode, when she finds that infected underneath the rubble, she goes with her knives and pokes it. You know, she's curious to see what it is what does it do and i feel like the whole entire thing with the um, blood being my medicine is the same thing like um sam becomes her little scientific experiment can i put my blood on him will that fix him so uh i for me that scene was very believable because of the curiosity i'm getting from her so it, this is, I think, Josh, you already sort of said this. She's only 14, and I don't think she fully understands. So I, this is, I saw this in a conversation on Reddit where someone was like, how could she, how, did, how come she didn't tell Joel this? And other people were saying, well, she's a kid. She doesn't know any better. And she probably truly believed that her blood worked. I mean, they don't, the common, the common stuff that we learn now about how diseases are fought and cured she probably doesn't know that stuff which is sort of common knowledge now right you can't just cut yourself open and put blood on somebody we all know that right she may not know that she may have never was taught that you know she and she's she's so attached to him now you know they've shown they've established this relationship between two and i think she really cares about sam because of all the things that we've seen and so i think one she's she's just young and doesn't understand She's naive, and when she did it, she really believed that it might help him and save him. And it's irresponsible. I mean, but I mean, when you were fourteen, I mean, we're all young, dumb, and stupid. You know, when we were, we all did dumb stuff. I feel like when you're that age, and so I think that lends credence to her to why she did these things. Now, you would think maybe a fourteen year old should probably know. I can see that argument too. Like you're fourteen, like you're kind of an adult. You see how fucked up the world is. You got to grow up faster, you know. But I'm a little bit more indifferent. I think the scene played out really well. I like that they deviated from the game. I don't know if it made it better. I think it's just different. And that's what I and the, right. And it, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I'm on the fence about it too. It's not better. It's just different, and they're both fine. I I don't want to jump, but. I guess we're like towards the end. I feel like at the end when he does turn and he dies and, you know, uh, her brother, his brother taking his life, they buried them. And I feel like her demeanor as Joe is burying them has changed. So I believe in the beginning, I believe up to this point, she is kind of naive. She is experimenting. She is a child, but after, after this, when she loses a, a, a friend that was pretty easy to 
talk to, well, not talk to, to communicate with that, you know, enjoyed her jokes and laughed that they had something to talk about because Joe is really hard to, you know, to crack open and to, you know, get inside. Um, no, she had a friend. She developed a Yeah, she did a, a, develop a relationship, a friend. Yeah. yeah. That she, yeah, I, oh, that's a good, that's a good observation. Something that she's not getting from Joel. That's very, that's a very interesting observation. And I agree with that. She's, I thought it was so funny when she's like reading the comic book up close to his face. She's like, endure and survive, <laughs> like doing voices and stuff. Like, and so, no, and so as, if it, as, it, as if it's going to fucking her doing the voice is going to change. It's really yeah. for her. You can see like her, for ch- her. her childlike playfulness is coming through. Yeah. She needs that. She was playing the soccer and the, 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 the little, sorry, going back, the little uh, kindergarten area, the daycare, it was very important to build their relationship because they play soccer. They talk about the comic books, you know, they just had like, they had a childhood there for a second. Right. Um, and then she loses that overnight. And that just devastates her. And you can see at the end, she's like, okay, let's go. Like, that's it. Where's West? Let's go. Done. Done being a child. One thing that I did like about like one little detail is that even though he was infected, he was still deaf. So like when she wakes up and she's like, hey, and he doesn't react. Oh. Like he still still retains his his condition. Like it doesn't magically give you the ability to hear just because so what happens when he becomes a clicker he's just gonna be wandering around and can't do shit when he becomes a clicker at that point yeah i I mean i guess yeah (laughs) that's yeah that's good i didn't i didn't think about that you're right you're 100 correct because he was just sitting there but it makes me wonder i think he well do you remember how long they said in this and i can't remember the difference how long does it take is it 12 hours they said yeah okay i couldn't remember um turn from the leg when he turns yeah because they said the neck and then they said that i forgot the leg what. is 24 hours okay. anything around torso is 12 hours and then anything above head is like a few hours okay all right i was trying to remember that and i couldn't remember i'm glad i'm glad you all i guess he's that. small it turned faster <laughs> yeah you would think that too because yeah i don't know i think it's really interesting <laughs> that you brought up the fact she, she wrote i'm sorry on the little notepad and she put it down i think that Died. was i think that was also her apologizing to joel as well i think she's just sorry all around like she's and you're right, right. i think you are 100 percent correct this is this is that slap in the face of reality she's finally yeah. been hit she's finally i mean you would think this would happen after riley but which no one really knows unless you played the game but she admitted what she mentions already in this in the show. You would think that might have happened with we're, her. We're gonna, we're gonna get that episode though. You think so? I think we're gonna no get because the flashback. The, the, the yeah, we're gonna get the flashback for that because the actress that plays Riley is listed. Oh, okay. Well, do you know which episode it's gonna be? I do not. So, or maybe it might just we don't. Well, we don't know if they're gonna actually show that. It could just be a flashback to her, just you know, like waking her up or something. You know what I mean? Right. Having a conversation, we don't know how deep that's going to go. But anyway, anyways, what I was saying was, I agree with you, M. I think you're one hundred correct. This was a, this was that moment for her, and that sorry is that I think she's just like she realized she really fucked up, and that's also tearing at her. And she really fucked up. She could have gotten all of them killed, you know, and mm-hmm. like that's wildly irresponsible because Joel, even though she can't turn, get she's um, immune. The other two are not, so she could have yeah. really fucked it up for them as well. So I think that's so what's dangerous. Going on. Yeah, I think that's where Reckless. you're right because she's very stoic. She's just like, "Come on, let's go." Which way is west? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm I'm a f- I really like her as a character so far. I'm just really afraid for her to turn like an emo person. I don't want her to be a Debbie Downer. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think we're still okay. gonna get moments. <laughs> Cause she's still a kid. I think we're still gonna get moments, but she's one. Maybe Josh, you might agree with me that she is very childlike so far, which is a little bit more different than I think Ellie in the game. Yeah. She seems to be a little bit more mature, more ruthless, and a little bit more of a violent hey, motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> and she's very goofy, and I'm not complaining because I like this version of Ellie, and I think it's gonna change a little bit. But I like how she's still playful and as a child. Because when you're 14, you're you're going through changes right that's that's a huge turning point for you from going from adolescence to an adulthood that's like right there it's smack dab in the middle of it and so i think we're that's what we're seeing with her is growing up in this world that he's forced in so i don't think we're gonna see a super fucking jaded version of ellie (laughs) but i think i think she will be different in the next few episodes up to the end of this yeah i agree all right Anything else in this last scene? Anything else that we missed? We went really long, which I'm not complaining because this was a really great episode to talk about. So many things that we dove into. Anything a lot else? of things happened in this episode, period. A lot of things yeah. overall. Yeah. I kind of want to... I, I would say... I'm trying to think like where this episode stands on the other ones. I just think the Kathleen thing just... I could have been... You could have... I feel The like Kathleen you, thing takes it down, man. I yeah. Mean, I think so. I think I agree with you on that. I think you could have done it in a way where you didn't need to give us all of that stuff with Kathleen. I think you still could have done it with less information of the Kansas City people and did it more towards like how we got in the game with the Hunters. But I, I give them credit for trying to do a little different and mix it up, whatever. So, all right. So we have anything else to say. Let's give our final thoughts on this episode and then we'll say our goodbyes. And em, I'll let you go first. Um. I guess this episode probably was their toughest journey yet. You know, they had to run away from the resistance and they had to run away from a ginormous horde of infected. That was kind of cool. And also at the same time, once again, um, I guess for Joe and Ellie was the first time hitting the reality of you can, you know, you can, put so much effort into something but the but on the end it's not a guarantee that it's gonna you know survive or whatever same thing with henry kind of kind of little played on the whole entire bill and um oh my god what's his name i forgot frank. again frank oof uh where when frank dies bill no longer has anything to live for and I feel it was kind of like the same thing echoing in Joe and Sam's where, where he shoots Sam. And yes, it was Frank. Th- it was Frank. Take God. I can't English today. It was, it was like a moment of panic and a moment of realization. What have I done? But also I feel like towards the end, it was like, I, I worked so hard to keep this kid alive and he died. Anyways, my job is done here and he off himself. So it's a big, big stepping stone for this whole entire season i believe this episode josh i think that this episode is the most important one that we're going to have in terms of uh, ellie's character development because this is where you have that huge tonal shift 
where she becomes like this uh, individual full of childhood childhood wonderment, and she transitioned in, into this more serious, like stoic kind of character. It's yet to be seen. This is just purely from my perception of the episode and what we just saw, but um, there's still more episodes to come, four more, and uh, I'm here to see if whether I just said holds any water, but it is my opinion that this will be the most important in terms of how she matures. There's only one other time where I think this can be displayed, but I don't know if the show's going to do it. I'm trying to think about which other time now because I've drawn the blank, but you... It's good. Moving on. <laughs> no spoilers. Just give me a hint Please. so I know what you're talking about. Uh, machete. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. My final thoughts was another really great episode. And as we said, it's just kind of got the, the Kathleen stuff kind of pulls it down. The Sam stuff was heartbreaking, gut-wrenching. Even watching it again, I teared up. It was so well done. And I just, I really love, I'm really just loving the show as a whole in general. It's just so good. And I feel like they're paying, they're paying, they're doing the source material justice. And I think that's all what we wanted from an adaptation from anything that that's beloved to a fan. And so I think they're doing a great job. They're doing it with great care. The deviations are okay. Some of them not so great, (laughs) but all in all, awesome episode. Loving the show. Can't wait to see what happens. And yeah, that's all I got. Yep. Anyways, we talked for a long, long, long time. I'm ready to go. Thank you, Josh and M. You did not get a Metal Gear reference in, Josh. I'm putting it on you, man. I've been trying the last few episodes. Ooh, I'm not getting ooh, it from ooh. you. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I might put one in. Okay. I try. Right. I never like... really played Metal Gear um, games, but I don't know what I'm doing in this podcast. God damn it. <laughs> 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 but here I am. When he was sniping from the from the nest, as you call it, that's like a that's a very big game trope where you trying for you know a group of people to move from one place to another and i believe that was also metal gear, metal gear solid where they're like sniping things. there is sniping talking sniper about, wolf sniper wolf sniper wolf and the end in metal gear solid 3 so yes we got okay we got it in there you were right there actually that was hey if you think about it the end is also five thousand years old <laughs> yeah but he was a much better <laughs> shot than that dude yeah so. absolutely he is there you Anyways, go. I saved this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I saved it. I was going to scrap the whole thing. <laughs> God. All right. Thank you all for doing this. This was an amazing episode. So much that we, we got through. And yeah, I can't wait till Sunday. We're back to Sunday night. I was hoping it would be Fridays again. But no, back to Sunday. So yeah, I'll see you all next week. Absolutely. Right. It's been nice talking to y'all. Check out the Nerd Adulting Podcast on everywhere you get your podcast from. And always, don't be shitty. Adios. Adios. Bye, guys.